Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast. And Mike, appreciate you joining us. Hopefully uh, you're uh, feeling okay after that Tennessee victory against Alabama on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, feeling great, John. It was uh, what heck of a game, maybe the best game I've ever seen in Neyland Stadium. It was, uh, man, it was just an epic clash, and I'm kind of ready to see part two in the SEC championship game. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be to that point, and it certainly looks like that case. But uh, just real quick, take us back to, though, to that game, though, and uh, what you saw from Tennessee, because I know you cover all things SEC, but being a Tennessee grad, you know a little bit about the Vols. I mean, are they a national championship contender? They're number three right now. They got Georgia on the schedule. They got an SEC championship game possibly in their future as well. But are they a national championship contender? Absolutely. I mean, if they beat Kentucky, I mean, they're going to they're clobber UT Martin this weekend. They got Kentucky after that. And then the, the playoff rankings, the first debut one's going to come out. Tennessee's going to be number one. So just be ready for that with their strength of schedule, who they've played, and just how they've been relatively dominant the last month of the season. Yeah, they're absolutely a national championship contender, and, and that surprises even me. I mean, I thought they could be pretty good. I thought, I honestly thought nine, maybe ten wins was going to be the ceiling for this team, but Josh Heifel has them believing. And you, you can see it when they play LSU, when they play Florida, even when they play Alabama. They're dictating how the games are played. These coaches are having to be super aggressive. I Never in my life, John, have I seen a Tennessee team kind of force the hand of other SEC teams quite like this Tennessee team is doing. So, absolutely. The defense may not be championship caliber like you expect, but this offense, as long as it's firing on all cylinders like it is, they can, they can play with anybody. Mike, you currently, for SEC power rankings, you do have Tennessee at the top, so – that means that uh, if they lined up on a field with Georgia right now, you feel good about Tennessee beating Georgia. And, of course, that game here in a couple of weeks, Tennessee goes to Georgia. Right. And the thing with Georgia, I mean, they do have an elite defense. We all know that. Um, maybe you know, not much of a drop-off from last season, despite basically uh, eight or nine players going off to the NFL on that side of the ball. But the, the only blemish that I could give Georgia right now is they just don't have much of an explosive offense. Um, they're, they're getting it done. They're very efficient. Stetson Bennett, we all know the story there. He, he is incredibly efficient, but they just don't have those weapons on the outside. They've got the best tight ends in the country. They've got some very, very good running backs, but none of them are really game breakers. So if Tennessee and Georgia get into a, a shootout, and maybe Georgia's defense – prevents that from happening but uh until we see someone stop tennessee i i led to believe that will be a shootout and give me tennessee's offense over georgia's all day long well let's look at this weekend's games because there's not a whole lot to choose from in college football but not really in the sec but forget what uh the the night game that only features two top 25 teams in alabama mississippi state because i think that's not going to be fair Ole Miss and LSU, I think, is intriguing for all the right reasons. Ole Miss is on a roll. They're undefeated. They've only had really one tough game against Kentucky, and they barely squeaked by in that one. LSU's defense looks pretty solid. This is in Baton Rouge. Do you think that this is the game that Ole Miss slips up and finally gets a loss? I mean, it certainly could be, John. This does feel like a toss-up type game for me, but all that's all I've been hearing all week is how LSU is, is finally going to expose Ole Miss, and uh, anybody that has watched Ole Miss knows they've got 
probably the best rushing attack, not only in the SEC, but in the country. Uh, they're running backs to Evans and Judkins, the only teammates in the country with 600 or more yards each. Uh, even Jackson Dart's a threat on his, with his legs. He had over 100 last week against Auburn. LSU, was, they gave up uh, a ton on the ground to Florida last week, to Tennessee the week before. So I think Ole Miss is going to have success on the ground. And I like Ole Miss to come out on top. LSU's just a little too inconsistent. Now, LSU did last week, for six straight possessions, scored a touchdown against the Florida Gators. If they could carry that over for another week, they, they will win this football game. So I could see it either way, but I'm sticking with the Rebels for at least another week to be undefeated and hold, hold on to top of that uh, SEC West. How do you see Texas A&M, South Carolina? Texas A&M hasn't shown a lot on offense. We know that South Carolina has the ability to be a little more explosive on offense, and it's a home game for them. And we know what type of fan support they have at home in South Carolina. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under in this one, Joe. I mean, I don't, I don't have confidence in either one of these offenses, really, particularly going up against these defense. a and just a train wreck on offense, aside from Devon Archane, who's, who's an incredible running back. Jimbo, I think if he loses this game, I don't think he's going to get fired right away or anything, but I, I think that starts the wheels in motion, where they start throwing the hat around College Station and seeing who's willing to uh, pay up because, uh, I mean, this I don't know what the heck we're doing here if we're losing to South Carolina. So, South Carolina, certainly that's a rough place to play, like you said, but they, they have – I don't know if they have a player on their roster, Joe, that, that Jimbo would take over someone on his own. I mean, this is, this is about as big as a talent discrepancy as Mississippi State-Alabama, and no one is expecting Mississippi State to beat Alabama, so why should anyone expect South Carolina to beat A&M? They've never beaten A&M, literally never. So a lot of pressure on Jimbo in this one. South Carolina, they they won three in a row. They were left for dead. Believe it or not, if they win this football game, they're probably staring at 7-2 and at worst, 8-2 and if they can win at Florida. I mean, South Carolina could be headed to a New Year's Day Bowl if they win this game. You know, you talk about A and M, and say if they do lose this game, I mean, so you're talking about like it happening this season, and just because it's fun, and you know, he Jimbo's going to get his money. If they actually ended up firing Jimbo, who, who, like, is there anybody that they're going to go after? Is there like a name that you think would immediately jump at the job, or will it have to be a full fledged coaching search, maybe hire a, an out of the out of the pocket type of uh, coach to come in there? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question, John. But, I mean, if, if you've got, what is it, $85 million guaranteed, I mean, what is even the incentive for Jimbo Fisher to improve? I mean, he's a competitive guy. I, I get it. But it, it certainly doesn't seem like he is the way he coaches his team. So, I if they're able to just write a check for $85 million, I mean, I, I would imagine they could throw money at whoever they want. I've not really heard any names for that job, but the one I would go after – is Lane Kiffin. I mean, look at Ole Miss. Aside from uh, Alabama and Georgia, Ole Miss got the best record in the last two years in the SEC. That's that's pretty remarkable considering, uh, you know, they're not one of the best rosters year in, year out. So uh, I'd make Lane Kiffin say no, personally. Is that a job that is really appealing now? They do have talent on the roster and they have more talent coming, but if there's a change, you know that a lot of times you lose some of that talent. And, uh, you know, some coaches may view that as not necessarily giving Jimbo 
a lot of time to, especially with what's supposed to be coming in. So it, would it be appealing to a mass number of coaches out there? Yeah, I, th- I think it's very appealing. I mean, what they've, they've thrown all the support in the world behind Jimbo. They've given them uh, – they're building a new facility, which they've already added new facilities since he's been down there. They've improved the stadium. Uh, we all know the NIL money they're willing to spend. This is, a, this is a playoff roster, and they're in one of the best states in the country to recruit. I realize Texas is coming in. That's why it's kind of paramount that they don't flip, I think. But, uh, no, I, I think a and is a top-ten job, and, you know, they have a ton of selling points. The only problem, I see it, is Jimbo Fisher and his offense. And this is not like a one-time deal. This is year in, year out. They talk about the injuries. Last year it was the quarterback getting injured, and I heard – all their media people saying, well, if Haynes King was in there, we would have been pretty good. Well, we've seen Haynes King. He's, he's terrible. That's Jimbo's guy. So, And the same thing happened at Jimbo in his final couple of years at Florida State. They, re- they still haven't recovered in Tallahassee since, since his tenure. They like to blame it on uh, after he left, but they were pretty horrible when he was there at the tail end of that thing, too. So, yeah, I think if they get a quality coach in there, they're, they're immediately an SEC contender. So, Mike, by you saying the wheels could be in motion if this happened, and we're talking ifs, if A&M happened to lose to South Carolina, are you talking about possibly giving him another year, or are you saying that the wheels would be in motion to do something at the end of this season? Well, just based on what I heard, yeah, they're going to see how much money they can raise and if they can get it now. I mean, obviously the it's less money if you do it a year from now, but – uh, I mean, I guess it just depends on how many more eight, four, seven, and five seasons they want to uh, embark upon down there in College Station. Now they do, like they, we all know, they they just signed the number one class. They got all this talent, and some of those freshmen are already starting to emerge. One guy we've not seen yet, Connor Wigman, was a five-star quarterback. They say he's the next Johnny Manziel. He, he'd be about the third or fourth next Johnny Manziel they've had down there, and, and I've yet to see one on the field that's that's anywhere close to Manziel. So uh, maybe he's the answer. Maybe He may even play in this game because there's rumors that Haynes King is, is a little too banged up and may not go. So maybe that's Jimbo's excuse. Again, quarterback injury, even though he's a quarterback guru, quarterback developer, yet none of his quarterbacks can play. We'll find out you know, on Saturday just how effective they are, but I'm just getting tired of the excuses. Streaming with Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, Mike, uh, one of the games though with uh, it's is a ranked matchup, but I just feel like it's it's not really. You got Alabama and Mississippi State facing off against each other. Alabama coming off of the loss. Mississippi State is also another team that's coming off of a loss against Kentucky. Do you see in any way, shape, or form Mississippi State wins this game or at least keeps it closer? Do you think Bama's just going to roll them? No, I think it'll be fairly competitive, John. I, I really do. Now. Certainly, I'm not crazy enough to say that Alabama will lose this game. But, you know, Mississippi State, they're just so inconsistent, particularly on the road. So that, that does give me pause. The game's in Tuscaloosa. They lost by 40 points last year to Alabama. But uh, we have seen at times this Mississippi State offense very effective. Their defense is terribly underranked. Uh, their defense held their own last week against Kentucky. It was the offense that no-showed. They are the most experienced roster in the SEC, so maybe they're – to bounce back, I just think Alabama's a little overrated. And, and that's not to say they're not a top-five team. I think they are. But I think most of us assumed coming into the year that they were going to be the favorites in the SEC, the favorites to win the national championship. 
and we've seen them nearly lose twice and, of course, lose once. So this is not the you know one of the better Alabama teams we've seen. They're, they're flawed in many, many aspects. And if Mississippi State can take advantage of that, I, I believe Mississippi State's number one in forcing turnovers in the SEC. Alabama's they're number two or three worst in giving the ball away. If they have a couple turnovers like they did against A&M, I think Mississippi State can keep this relatively close. I, I think Alabama wins by probably 10 to 14 points. Now, Mike, you did mention you're looking forward to a possible rematch with Tennessee and Alabama. So with that being said, do you, even though Alabama does have some, uh, some deficiencies, you expect them to win out so that there is that rematch? Or do you think that there is a team that – Tennessee, if they get to the SEC championship, they could see a different team on from the West. Yeah, I mean, personally, Joe, I'd love to see Ole Miss win the West, just because for the length of the Skiffin factor in Tennessee and the history there, I just don't know if we're going to see it. Um, I mean, Ole Miss schedule so backloaded; they got uh, so many challenging games, including a game at Arkansas that I could see them lose. So, I mean, Ole Miss is sitting here at seven and. Oh, I, it would not stun me if they're eight and four. LSU, I mean, they've got some tough games. I just, I just don't know who takes it from Alabama. I think Al, Alabama could lose another game at LSU, at Ole Miss. I think those are, I don't want to say toss-ups, but those are games where the Crimson Tide could fall. But I think LSU and Ole Miss are probably going to lose multiple games down the stretch. So I, I just think it's unlikely it's anybody other than Alabama, even if Alabama does lose another game, uh, as long as it's not to Ole Miss it's going to be Alabama that wins the West. Speaking of Arkansas, they're into the bye week, so there's no game going on this Saturday. But they did find a way to beat BYU. They won it pretty convincingly. It gave up a lot of points, but it was still a much, much needed win for Arkansas. What do you make of them heading into the bye week? And if they're able to get some guys healthy, what do you make of the final stretch of the season for them? Yeah, and this is why I was telling Arkansas fans on my show to just, you know, take a deep breath. I mean, we got we got fire this coordinator, fire that coordinator. I, I even – I live in Nashville. I was hearing from Arkansas fans, is Sam Pittman on the hot seat? I mean, this is crazy talk here. I think, you know, that, that win, getting it on the road at BYU, getting out of the state, out of the state, just, just getting a breather, I think that was – you know, a lot of people saw it as a trap game. I thought they'd win it. I didn't think they'd win it quite as convincingly as they did. But it, it sets up beautifully for the second half with a road trip to Auburn. I know that's a team you've not had a lot of success with here recently, but Arkansas should win that game. LSU at home, Ole Miss at home. These are winnable games. Missouri, I don't care where that game's played. I'm picking Arkansas to win it. So, I mean, I'm not – that defense gives me pause to sit here and say they're going to win out, but I could certainly see them winning out. And if they do, they're going to have a better regular season record this year than they had last year and uh, it, it's going to make the last couple weeks of, of misery seem kind of like a, like the joke that it was because Arkansas has got the best duo of coordinators in the SEC. Any games you're looking forward to outside the SEC around college football? Uh, I think uh, there's one game that I have my eye on, Oregon-UCLA. That game, I, I've been having a good time following old Bo Nick, and imagine if he was on Auburn. They might be a, a decent team, but they ran him off. Now Oregon, I know they got thumped by Georgia, but uh, if they continue to play they, the way they are, we may have to look at them as a college football playoff contender, which is pretty wild after uh, losing by nearly 50 points in the opener. I know that there are a lot of games to be played and a lot of madness can happen, 
but could you absolutely see a situation to where there could be two or three one-loss teams left out of the college football playoff? A team like a Michigan, for instance, who loses their final game to Ohio State, or a team like Ole Miss who only loses to Bama, or a team like Tennessee only loses like it seems like there could be a lot of teams that are at the top that are worthy enough that could end up with one loss and then they get left out of the college football playoff at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can certainly see that. Not Tennessee, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I think what I think what's going to haunt Michigan is uh, if that happens, and, and maybe this is unfair because it's a different season. But you know, when they went to the playoff last year, there was some buzz. People thought they could beat Georgia. I mean, they they look terrible. I mean, they look like a, like a G five team against Georgia. And I think if if Ohio State smokes them, I think that's really going to kill any chances that they have. Uh, in the SEC, I think it all depends on, on who wins the conference. So, like, if Georgia were to beat Tennessee at home and then Georgia goes on and wins the SEC and they're undefeated, I think I think you got to put Tennessee in there because, I don't know, I mean, one, and, and you probably don't want to rematch in, in the playoffs. You probably have to put Tennessee at three, but I, I would have think they would have earned their way. Now, if Alabama wins the conference and – then we're getting into a tricky situation where uh, that's where I'll be really interested. If we have three SEC teams with one loss and they've all played each other and all beaten each other, I don't know how that is going to factor in. And that's kind of what I'm fascinated with. Yeah, and also uh, it's just there could be a situation. You mentioned some of the scenarios there with teams like you know Tennessee, Bama, Georgia, Ole Miss, all with one loss. I feel like that could be just such a, a fun scenario that could really cause a lot of uh, a lot of issues in the playoff. But I guess this is just another reason why the college football playoff expansion needs to happen as soon as possible because wouldn't you love to see, like, a USC go up against a Georgia? You know, like, wouldn't you love to see something like a Michigan go up a- against an Oklahoma State? Uh, the, to me, I have this, I have this fear because, again, we're halfway through the season. A lot of things can happen. I just have this fear, though, at the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of teams that felt like they deserved to have a spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, no doubt. But I'll tell you what, John, it'd be great business for me if there was four four teams all from the SEC to make the college football playoff. I'd be in favor of that. Yeah, I think I think I would be too. I would be too. I'd be in favor of uh, whatever it takes to to add some madness and some chaos to the whole thing because it's setting up that way uh, for sure. Uh, and then down the stretch of this college football season. But Mike, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, have a great weekend of college football, and uh, good luck. I know that uh, you're rooting for the SEC, but it's a little nicer when Tennessee's winning it for you, so we uh, we appreciate you hopping on with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.